1: Jesus says in this life the kingdom of God is within you so victory over the world means that the kingdom of God reigns it it governs more and more your decisions your attitudes your, your, your life and the worldly temporal influences govern you less and less
0: What does it mean as a believer to have victory over this world? Does it mean we see our values and beliefs become societal norms? As Pastor Robert explains in today's message, that shouldn't be our expectation. To overcome the world means to overcome our tendency towards letting the world reign in our own hearts. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
2: His love is the main thing.
1: Don't expect a tiger to behave like a Persian kitten, because it ain't going to happen, right? yeah this is so important because I'm telling you, I watch Christians marry non-Christians and expect the non-Christian is going to behave like a Christian. Well, that ain't going to happen. They don't have the nature of God. The nature of Christ does not live within them. They don't have that. It's not pre- He's not present. If you, if you enter into a business partnership with somebody who does not have the Holy Spirit of the living God living inside them, then what is it guiding their decisions? The spirit of the world is what the Bible says. So guess what the priority is going to be? Money. It's always going to be about the money. And lie, cheat, do whatever you got to do because it's about the money. Well, that's not what it's supposed to be about for you. But see, if if you grew up in a place among a people where it was normal to lie, cheat, steal, and party, well, then chances are good that you're going to lie, steal, cheat, and party whether it's here, there, or somewhere else, right? Change, change of location is not really gonna affect that too much. It's nearly impossible to change it. That's why, you know, you spend a few minutes talking to a police officer, most police officers will tell you people don't change. People don't change, people don't change. I agree with that, I've come to agree with that. You know what I think? God changes people. But that's different from people changing. You see, you see what I'm saying? I can modify my behavior for a little while, so can you, but unless God does a work inside me, I'm going to revert. I'm going to revert back to, to what I've learned, what I've what's you know been modeled for me. A person who grows up with no regard for the commandments of God is not going to suddenly develop the fear of the Lord unless God steps in and does a work inside them, right? So victory over the world doesn't mean that that we try to conform the world to God's standards. See, sometimes that's what we think, that victory over the world means we're gonna make them behave like we want them to behave. Well, no, that's not what it means. That's not gonna happen. And even if it did, what would we have? You know, I mean, yeah, we have a responsibility to vote and be be good citizens and and, and speak up and and take a stand, But, but even if we could get the whole world to behave according to God's standards, what would we really have accomplished? Oh, the society would be better. Yes, it'd be a more pleasant place to live in in, in one sense, but we'd still be living in the shadow of, of the reality that this life is short. The Bible says it's like a vapor, right? Like a morning mist that burns off. Eternity is what truly defines life. And for people to enjoy the best life imaginable here and then go to hell, well, that wouldn't be much of a victory, would it? Do you understand what I'm driving at? Sometimes we get our we get our priorities a little off. And we have we have cultures where the behavior is really, really good. Can, can I give you a I mean, this I think is a good example. The Mormon church. Generally speaking, Mormon communities are moral. They're, they're quote-unquote, good people, right? It's a pleasant society in which to live. But none of them have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They've redefined. They've made up a Jesus that's out of somebody's imagination. It doesn't exist in the Scriptures. None of them have a relationship with the Lord. So what have they got? Okay, they've got, maybe they've got a, a pleasant 70, 80, 90, 100 years on this planet and then they go into eternity with no relationship with God. Is that victory over the world? No, that's not victory. Victory over the world primarily means victory over the influence of the world in here, inside you, in your own heart, in your own soul, in that part of you which is eternal, that part of you which is really you. Jesus says, in this life, the kingdom of God is within you. So, victory over the world means that the kingdom of God reigns. It it governs more and more your decisions, your attitudes, your your life. And the worldly temporal influences govern you less and less. You're getting your values less and less from what the, the people around you who don't know the Lord say is important, say is valuable. Brings us back to our passage. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, in other words, the the Messiah, the Son of God, the Anointed One, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him who begot, God the Father, that is, also loves him who is begotten of him, the Son, the Lord Jesus. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God, And keep his commandments for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments now stop right there for just a just a quick minute Because I've encountered a a lot of Christians along the way a lot of a lot of people who identify themselves as Christian Who don't even give even a shot at keeping the commandments of God? There's no concern whatsoever, right? at keeping the commandments of God. And many times the excuse is this, well, we're under grace. Well, yes, we are under grace, but being under grace doesn't mean that we stop trying to please God and keep his commandments. That's that's really short-sighted. It's a complete misunderstanding. What What this is telling us right here is that to love God is to keep his commandments. And what did Jesus say was the number one commandment in the Bible? Love the Lord your God, right? With all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So if we're going to love God, the Bible says that means keeping his commandments. Now, are we going to do it perfectly? No, we're not trying to earn salvation. That's not the point. The point is that being saved, being part of the family, being one of his children, in, in order to express our love to him, we're going to try to do it his way. We're going to try to live a life that pleases him. And that's what we're talking about right here. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Now, I I remember reading this passage as a kid and thinking, that's not true. It is burdensome trying to keep these commandments, you know, trying to trying to do it God's way. It's hard. This is heavy. Give this up. Let go of that. Go to church all the time. Because that's the way I saw it. I didn't understand what this was telling me until one night everything changed. How did it change? I was born of God as this passage words it. One night in the front seat of my Thunderbird. God stepped in. And everything changed. Now, if you'd been sitting there next to me in the front seat of my car, you you probably wouldn't have noticed anything except the fact that I was way too drunk to be driving. Because I was. But there was nothing visible that took place. I'll come back to that in a minute. But the result of what happened there between me and the Lord was that my core nature began to change he put his spirit inside me he gave me life spiritually and I began to be different from that moment forward and part of that difference was that I wanted continual interaction with my father I wanted the communion I wanted the contact I wanted to talk to him I realized I can actually talk to God Almighty I can actually talk to the one who made everything. I can I can talk to the one who did all of this. And he's willing to show me. He's willing to, to tell me why. He's willing to give me understanding about why he did what he did. He's willing to personally lead me in this life. And teach me about why he made me. And how I fit into everything. And that for me was just was mind-blowing. I realized that his commandments, they're not burdensome. They're actually freeing.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry, to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word.
2: Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30, then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website.
0: Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. Also, we encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of 1 John. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of 1 John and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.